in a world where people need their computers fixed. One man stands alone, ready and able to tackle the toughest of all computer problems. With over 10 years of experience, he always knows exactly what will fix your computer. Um, have you tried turning it off and back on again? Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Drew, the IT guy, and we're going to talk about IT for a little bit. So we're going to start off with our first segment, What's Going On with Drew. And this week I have two things I want to talk about. Uh, being a normal IT guy, I deal with normal people problems. The first one is a problem I had this week with uh, a user. He came to me and he said, uh, Hey, Drew, the uh, my computer is asleep, and no matter how many times I tap the keyboard or move the mouse, it doesn't seem to want to wake up. So he's a new guy, so I don't really know what to expect from him. So I said, oh, okay, you know, we'll go, we'll go check it out. So I walk over to his computer and I look at it. I tap the keyboard and I said, no, sure didn't, sure didn't wake up. And he goes, yeah, man, I've been trying that for like 30 minutes. I said, well, that's a long time to try this. I said, did you press the power button? And he goes, the power button? And I just looked at this guy and I shook my head press the power button, screen comes on immediately. <sighs> the things you have to deal with. If you're an IT person, uh, you, you've had users like that. So, The second thing I had this week was a little more complicated. Um, if you remember my last episode, I talked about the, the Zyzel series of switches and how I was going to upgrade them to Cisco. Well, I'm about a week out from upgrading them. Uh, I'm working out all the kinks with these new Cisco switches before I actually put them in production. And uh, I had a problem today where um, none of the cameras would work. So the uh, I have IP-based security cameras. They run off of a Synology disk station. Really solid security cameras. Uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, easy to set up, very user-friendly. Uh, but today, for whatever reason, the camera stopped working. So first stop was Synology. I checked out this station, checked all the settings, made sure nothing was going on, checked the last recorded recordings to make sure nothing happened. Uh, everything seemed to be fine. So my next stop was the Zyzel switches. What a nightmare. I spent forever trying to get these Zyzel switches to make these cameras work. So it appeared that power was actually being pushed to the cameras, but the camera didn't want to work. So I tried resetting the, the PoE on the port to no avail. I tried shutting the port off and back on. No, no, no dice on that. So my last option was to reboot the entire switch, which is not something I really wanted to do during the day because I have users, and users need to work. You reboot that switch, you're out 10, 15 minutes, which is lost in productivity, which means lost in money. So that's not really an option. So I tried to move these things to another switch. I got a PoE injector. They still didn't want to work. So as it turns out, my uh, upgrade to the Cisco switches happened quite a bit early. I powered this sucker off. I moved all my users that were on these switches to non-PoE switches so that they didn't uh, lose any uh, work time. 
and I angrily removed the Zyzel PoE switches from my rack and installed the Cisco switches and plugged the cameras in and what do you know they worked just fine so that was a bit of a, a head scratcher today I still don't actually know what the problem was um, but it is what it is we made do uh, what's the term Ad adapt and overcome that's exactly what we did today so that is what's been going on with Drew now uh, in other news, the semester is finally over. Um, I took my last final. It was awful. Uh, assembly code is not something I ever want to do again. Uh, if you've ever taken an assembly code class or had to actually dabble in assembly code in your workplace, if you have to do that, I really, I, I'm sorry for you. That's, that's not something that's easy, and it takes a strong person to learn it and do it. I don't ever want to do it again. But the semester is over, we are on to the summer, and big plans. Me and my wife are buying our first house. Uh, it's a total gut, gut and remodel, so we're just going to tear it down. We're going to tear it down and we're going to build a new one. So, how does this tie into this podcast? This ties into the podcast because this house, seeing that I am starting from scratch, is going to be the IT guru's dream home. I'm going to wire everything in, I'm putting a new switch in. I'm going to uh, POE everywhere, multiple jacks in each room. It's all going to come back. When I picked out a set of plans for the house, I actually made sure to pick out a set of plans that had an ideal location to put a server rack because I have a server that I want to use in my new house for virtualization. So it's going to be great. If anybody has ever remodeled a house or done new construction for a house and has done this, I welcome any kind of comments, advice, anything. I welcome it all. So we are still pretty far out from actually getting started, so I'm working on plans to get this thing going. Um, that's it for that. Uh, I want to start a new section, uh, a Q&A section, where uh, listeners will send me questions via Twitter, Facebook, uh, email, anyway. Any way you can get questions to me, I will answer them. So, Today I have a question from uh, my friend Craig. Craig asks, what is the best way to set up multiple APs for seamless transitioning from room to room or upstairs to downstairs? And what hardware would you use? This is an excellent question. It's a question I always get uh, when I'm talking about Wi-Fi to users who want to set it up at their house. The, the key for setting up multiple APs for seamless transitioning is your SSID, the the name of the network that's broadcast. So uh, before I get into that, let's, let's talk a little bit about the hardware you want to buy. So if you go on and you look up for the range extenders and all that, they have some really good ones. I do not recommend any of them. I think range extenders are a waste of money. Anybody that I've ever talked to that bought a top-of-the-line one, oh, this thing is so awesome has had nothing but problems with them. They don't really work. All a range extender is doing is it's picking up your Wi-Fi from your main router and rebroadcasting that same signal. So for a better solution, I actually always tell people, buy a second router. It seems like a waste of money to buy two routers, but it's totally, totally worth it in the end. Um, you don't have to buy an expensive one. You can buy a cheapo little... $40, $50 router from Walmart, or you can buy it on uh, eBay. You can get some pretty decent used ones from eBay. 
Uh, I actually did that. I think I bought one for $20. It was, uh, um, oh, what's the TP-Link, you know, and it did me well for quite a few years uh, until I just decided that I wanted to upgrade. Uh, the only drawback from a range extender versus a new router is you actually have to run a hard line to your router. Now, there is a way that you can pick up uh, the signal from your main router and actually uh, connect it via that way but it's it's tough to do and it's really really unreliable so you have to run a hard line to these routers so once you have your two routers set up uh, installed you're ready to configure it here's where you want to get into your router and you want to get into the, the, the wireless settings and you want to take your SSID they need to be exactly the same alright so once they're exactly the same, you go in, you go into the first one, you go into channels. Most routers come set to auto, which means it is going to auto-select which channel it broadcasts on. So if you do that and your two routers are broadcasting on the same channel, they're going to walk all over each other. And you're, it's, you're not going to have any kind of seamless transition. You're going to get errors. You're going to have all kinds of problems. So what you need to do is you need to get in there and you need to auto-set these channels. So what I do is I auto set mine, I have two, and I auto set them to be really far apart. So you have channels one and channel 11, and that is where I set them. So you set your channels to different channels off of auto, your SSID is exactly the same, you fire these puppies up, you connect them. That is how you seamlessly transition from one room to another, upstairs, downstairs. A couple things I will tell you uh, as a just kind of a forewarning, when you're doing Wi-Fi in your house, there's a lot of things you have to contend with. One of the things that really bugged me for a long time, I live uh, in an upstairs apartment above the garage, and I'm surrounded on all, f one, two, three, all six sides by fiberglass insulation. I didn't ever really think about this, but fiberglass insulation is a huge problem. It it degrades your Wi-Fi signal so much that I actually can't even pick up my Wi-Fi signal in the downstairs portion of the house, of the main house. So this is actually, it was actually a necessity for me to get a whole nother router to put upstairs. But I didn't want to have to go downstairs and connect to a different Wi-Fi. So I had to do a little research on my part and figure out how to do this. So once I did it, it worked perfect. Same SSID, same channels, they work perfect. So, now there are a few other settings you have to worry about if you're doing two, a two-router setup. Some routers, like I bought the Netgear Nighthawk series, which, oh man, they're nice. Um, have a setting that you can go and change to AP mode so that it, it operates as an access point and not an actual router. But if you buy an older one, Sometimes they won't have this setting, so you're just going to have to go in and manually change a few things, like DHCP. You don't want two routers dishing out IP addresses. You only want one, so your secondary AP uh, or router that's acting as an AP, you're going to have to want to go in and change the DHCP to turn it off. You want to statically assign the IP address, subnet mask, um, and then that way your main router is the only one dishing out IPs. Other than that, uh, you shouldn't really have any problems with this. Um, so just to recap, two routers, one's dishing out IPs, the other is acting as an AP, same SSID, hard set it to different channels, and that is about it. So that is going to wrap up the show this week, guys. 
if you have any questions or any uh, comments or any bits of advice for me, please feel free. Uh, my Twitter is DrewTheITGuy01. Just please tweet me or email me. Um, let me know how I'm doing. I love to hear feedback. So, uh, as always, uh, keep on keeping on. I'll talk to you guys next week.